Your time is now. The world needs leaders. It's up to you to answer the call. Be better in business. Be better in life. Joined by our host, Chris Book. This is Leading by the Book. Hey guys, welcome to Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're glad you're here. Our mission is very simple. We think we need more effective leaders at work and at home. And so each week with this show, we look at different ways that we can improve our leadership acumen. For those of you that have been previously with us, lots of you have been very nice uh, to forward the show and share it with your friends and colleagues. You've also sent us a ton of really nice messages. Your support is hugely appreciated, and the interaction with everyone has been a real treat. If you do like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a great rating wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, you can get in touch with me on leadingbythebook.com, on LinkedIn, or on Twitter at Chris Book. I love seeing the questions you have and the issues you're wrestling with, and I do try to incorporate those into future shows as much as possible. Now, today, really interesting topic today, and something that I've really started to understand better as I've been interacting with so many of you and, and gotten a chance to talk to so many leaders and folks that want to be leaders over the last few years here. And it's a very prevalent theme, um, something that a lot of people are wrestling with and something that I do think we need to directly address. It's this idea that even though people want to lead, they somehow have this feeling that they either can't or shouldn't. In, in a sense, they're almost saying that somehow they're unworthy of leadership role. Now, these are professions of all types. They're young and old. They're educated and uneducated. They're introverted and extroverted. The list goes on. But let's be abundantly clear. You, yes, you can lead. You need to lead. But more than anything, you deserve to lead. Leaders come in all shapes and size. There's no mold for what a leader must be. There's no contract written in stone or anywhere else that says if you don't meet a certain criteria that you can't lead. Why people think this way is an entirely different issue. There are plenty of ego-driven folks that self-identify as leaders, but have done a great job screwing up companies with behaviors that have led to this mindset. It's total crap. It's complete rubbish, and pay it no mind. And in fact, it's situations like this where your leadership can actually be the most impactful. So after all, leadership isn't on display when you're in a situation like this. So you've got an organization that is most likely craving somebody to come in and provide real leadership and direction. It's a golden opportunity for you. The people at the top of these companies have done nothing in the way of being a leader or portraying leadership. But that's where we come in, and that's where you can lead. Throughout my career, some of the worst situations I've been in where there have been crazy, ego-driven individuals at the top of companies and really holding employees back is actually where I've seen leaders thrive the most. And it, it's kind of one of these forged-by-fire sort of things, but they're very complex and challenging situations that seem to bring out the very best in true leaders. And what, what you really find is that people rise to the occasion when, when they're called to it with a situation such as this. It was a situation just like this where I learned more than I've ever learned anywhere else about leadership and where I saw firsthand just how vital leadership is for a company to succeed. It's the worst situations in your life that will usually lead to the best situations. That's something that all leaders find in their lives, and that's something that all leaders begin to believe. The question, though, 
amongst all of this that we must be asking ourselves is not why can't I lead, but rather how can I lead? You can and should lead in each and every situation that you find yourself in in your life. There's no doubt about it. But I realize that that saying that is really not enough. We, we really need to understand this at a deeper level. So let's address a lot of the concerns that I've seen. So what I'm going to go through here are eight common fears or areas of pushback that I've jotted down or, or put down over the years that, that I see people continually go back to as reasons that they think they're not worthy of leadership or should avoid leadership. So let's get through these and see if we can do something to change your perspective of where you're at. First of these, right out of the gate, I'm too young. Yeah, you, you may be. You might be 23 years old. You might be 24 years old, whatever it may be. There's no changing the fact that you're young. But that does not mean that you can't lead a team and impact it with youthful energy. And sure, you might not have experience, but you can still lead and motivate a team. There's no reason that you can't be the millennial that changes everybody's negative beliefs about your generation and about what millennials are like in the workforce. So take it upon yourself as a responsibility and a mission to do that and bring youthful energy to your team each and every day. Number two, I don't have enough experience. Sure, but you have a head on your shoulders. Figure out the mission, ask the right questions, bring people together around that mission. You don't need experience to do that. Experience is certainly important, but it's not everything. There is always a way that you can contribute and lead a team. Number three, I don't have a senior title. So there's a little bit of a secret that a lot of people don't realize, and that's this. The higher you go in an organization, the harder it is to lead. A lot of people think it's the complete opposite. But the higher you are, the more people you have to account for, the more things require very direct attention from you, the more demands you have on your time. You might not have a senior title, and that's totally fine because you're actually in an ideal position to take ownership of projects and to help align your team around a shared mission. It's a tremendous advantage. Number four, I don't have an undergraduate degree. So. We've talked about this previously on, on the site, I believe, and you know, th there's this fallacy that somehow you can only advance or be smart or gain experience in a, in a classroom. That, that's, that's complete rubbish, too. The experience that you have, wherever you are, if you don't have an undergrad or graduate degree, is experience that you cannot get in a classroom, and that far trumps anything that a degree on a wall is going to signify. Humility, work ethic, communication. None of those have anything to do with the degree and where you went to school. It's you and only you that control those, though. Some of the best leaders that I've ever worked with barely finished high school, but they showed up every single day. They set a great example for their team, and they encouraged everybody on that team to be better. That's leadership, and it has nothing to do with if and where you went to school. Next, my team will resent me. This is a tough one for a lot of people. We are part of these teams, and we want our team to like and respect us. And that's totally fair. Absolutely. But that should not stop us from leading. Some people fear that if they step up, that if they try to put themselves into a leadership role, that others on their team are going to harbor negative feelings for them. And that does happen. But here's the truth. If people resent you for leading, then you're on the wrong team, or your team has the wrong people on it. That's on them, and that's not on you, and that is not an excuse not to lead. It's important to be humble, it's important to work hard, and any good team will certainly respect that and follow your lead if you set that tone. Otherwise, find a new team. 
No one will listen to me. I see this a lot. The funny thing is that everybody is probably thinking the same thing. Nobody wants to take the first move, but here's the reality. People don't just need to be led. They want to be led. They want to follow somebody, and you need to be that person. It's certainly a leap to be the first person to step up, but stepping up to lead is the most meaningful and valuable thing you will do in any facet of your life, at work, at home, wherever it is. Taking that leadership role is valuable, and you need to be the first one to take that. See this one a lot. My team or company is toxic. Now, I addressed this a little bit in, in the intro here, but I'll say it again. The more toxic a team is, the greater the opportunity for leadership. A toxic organization is desperate. It's thirsting for somebody to leave it, and nobody else will. It's on you. You have to do that. And sure, it's going to be hard, but that makes it more worthwhile and more meaningful and certainly more impactful to all of those around you. Last one, I don't have any direct reports. This is not just an issue for newer professionals. Plenty of folks don't have anybody reporting into them. And that's not good, it's not bad, it's just what it is. But it can be a tremendous advantage as you play the role of free agent, interact with many different disparate teams throughout your organization. You can become the glue that holds them together, that ensures the constant communication that they need to achieve success. It's part of a broader mission. I've seen incredible leaders play this role and single-handedly move companies forward just by having a presence on a wide variety of teams and ensuring that they are all moving in lockstep. It's a tremendous advantage if you phrase it right. So my hope with these eight things is that you're starting to see the trend. Everybody, every single one of us can and should lead. But the question is, how are we going to get involved? Because there's no time to waste. So my challenge to you is to start today. I think that's about all we've got for this week. I'd love to hear what you, th what you think. I'd love to hear what your reaction is. Drop me a line on LinkedIn or on Twitter. And definitely, if you love the show, please keep spreading the word. This has been Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book, and we'll see you next week.